Hey, friends, back here with my good friend and co-host Mercedes Nickel. It is the Brenton on Tour travel cast. Um, we're hanging out. We're still in quarantine. We're just chilling. Uh, we have a very awesome interview today with our, our Mercedes' new best friend, uh, Addie Bell from uh, Jet Set and Travel. Mercedes, what's shaking up there in Whistler? Oh man, I mean, still inside working out via video chat with my friends. So being accountable, keeping my mental health in check, uh, going out for walks. Actually, we have a grizzly bear like these days. So I haven't been out since uh, Mr. Grizzly came into town. That's Whistler in a nutshell. Whistler in a nutshell, you either go out or you don't if there's grizzlies. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not going to go into the area that the grizzly is. That's for real. That's like- how many people don't pay attention to that. And then every year, does someone get eaten by a grizzly up there? Is there some kind of no, weird like grizzly no, attack no. or anything you're like being, that? You're being ridiculous. I we am have- not. It's like it's like you, if, you, if you're warned about going into the ocean because there's sharks spotted in the area, some asshole's always going to go into the ocean because he's like, I can fucking, I can swim out, swim a shark, and then they get eaten. So there's always some asshole somewhere. Not got- that many people get eaten by sharks. It's like a fact that it's not that many. I understand. I'm not, I'm not debunking that thing. Okay. I'm just saying if you put up a sign saying don't swim here, some asshole is always going to go swim yeah. there. Right. It's, it's like, it's don't, true. don't yeah. take your snowmobile on the, on the ice past April. And some assholes like I can do it. Yeah. Uh, same with like grizzly bear sighted. Don't go here. Some assholes making drunk plans going, you know what we should do tomorrow? We should go to that. Yeah, let's go to that. Let's go find a grizzly, right? That has to happen in Worcester more than anywhere else. I mean, how many people see the notice that there's a grizzly bear? I don't know. (laughs) But I I put a little more hope in my people here, I guess. I don't know. I've spent two weeks a year there for six years straight at the Worcester Ski and Snowboard Festival. Oh, yeah, that's like a bunch of It's grizzly season, though. It's a yeah, bunch and a of bunch of that are in town. Is coming up. <laughs> that wasn't the people I'm speaking about. I'm not speaking about the people that are aware. Uh, I'm in a cocoon of like Whistler locals now, though. We know what's up. <laughs> you guys know what's up. <laughs> so uh, we're getting close to something. Uh, you're getting close to something. You want to uh, w- tell us what's 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 around the corner, man? It's so close. Finally, it only took forever. Um, thank you, COVID, for giving me the time to launch next week, May seventh. My own personal podcast. It's called bum, Dropping bum, bum, bum. In, a podcast with Mercedes Nickel. So technically, since this is coming out next week, this week, yours has already been released. Because <laughs> I don't dare oh, release yeah. this. I don't dare release this one on the day that you're releasing yours. So whenever don't you, so yeah, I'm going to go. No, like wait, the, you release on Wednesdays though. Yeah. So I, I'll release the day after. Oh, well, look at that. So tomorrow, everyone. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Is the launch of dropping in a podcast with Mercedes Nickel? Uh, my, wait a minute, Mike can find us some music. Mike, I, I I really need to push you here to find like just amazing celebratory music because tomorrow Mercedes drops her new podcast. Ready, Mike? Three, two, one. That was really, 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 really good. That was really good. So you must be excited. You're super excited. I am. And it's um it's a little strange the first episode, uh, because I'm dropping in on myself. 
I'm sharing my story so people, listeners will understand where I'm coming from, why I started the podcast and what the next episodes will be about. Well, and we've touched on your story a little bit on on here to to help build up the uh, the scenario and uh, get people mm-hmm. used to uh, your fabulous self. But the full story is going to be on Mercedes tomorrow. So make sure everyone listening to this goes there immediately tomorrow to listen to hers because uh, it's an amazing story. And you have to hear about Mercedes and what she's been up to and her amazing story. You have to do it. It's mandatory. <laughs> Please and thank you. <laughs> please, please and thank you. But I'm at a stage with the listeners now where I can tell them shit. Go listen. <laughs> she has to be polite because she's just launching tomorrow. So she has to politely ask you to come over. I get to tell you to get off your ass. Go for a run. Go for a bike ride tomorrow. You can sit on your ass and listen to this one. But tomorrow, go. get on your bike. Go for a run. Go for a walk. Whatever the hell you got to do. Put it in. Listen. Subscribe, like, share, all that shit that you have to do with mine, you got to do with hers times two. All right. <laughs> Let way, everyone know. Dropping she's in. She's way cooler in. than me. We're dropping in. No, I'm not. All right. So before we get to uh, Addie Bell, uh, we have a little game that we're going to keep playing here. Uh, we've yeah. been doing travel facts of the week. Uh, today, we are going to do the same thing. We're going to pick three each. Um, travel facts of the week. Uh, Mike in the booth is going to hit go on the timer. Three, two, one. Mercedes, go. Did you know that Saudi Arabia has no rivers? I did not know that. How did what? what where did and what? It's one. Huh. It's a, okay. It's a country in the Arabian. Peninsula. I, I understand where it is. They've okay. just bought the, Saudi it Arabia. Just bought, no... bought everything. By the way, they've just bought everything. They're buying well. everything. So I know that much. Go ahead. It's one of the 17 countries in the world without a single river flowing through it. That's all I have for you. Well, that's I an interesting it. fact, though. I believe it, too. And I, it makes me uh, question. Um, what the 17 other ones are? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's the crazy. Crazy, right, crazy, up. crazy. Uh, it, I'm up. All right. Uh, I've got a good one for you. Uh, how about this one? In Ethiopia, the current year is actually 2013. No. You didn't know this? It's no. seven years behind us. They maintain their own calendar. Uh, and this is the quote, which due to a difference in the perceived date of the, uh, an, well, how do I pronounce this? The annuncation, annuncation, I guess that's the word. Uh, is seven to eight years behind the Gregorian calendar. So the new year also begins on the 29th of August or August 30th, depending on where the calendar lies. So there you go. In Ethiopia, it's only 2013. Seven <laughs> years behind us explains a lot. Go ahead. They may still have COVID though. They may. They may. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The UK has the world's longest country name. Oh, the United Kingdom of Great Britain. That's your home. North Ireland. It's your, it's your home, right? That's, that's my root. That's my blood. That's your roots, my right? My parents are both English, yes. I didn't know that. That is a long name. That's a mouthful. Um, so what, what's your feeling on uh, uh, pineapple on pizza? I'm in. You're in. It's Canadian. A lot, it's of Canadian. People, a lot of people hate it. Did you know the Swedes, banana, 
Is this popular pizza topping in Sweden? No, not into that, but I've not tried it. So I can't speak on that because that would be wrong. Well, Stockholm is one of my favorite cities in the world. It reminds me very much of Vancouver. I love it there. The Swedes that I know there are awesome, but they've never pushed the banana on a pizza to me. So I'll have to ask them that question next time I'm over there in five years. Do you years think it's like mashed up or do you think it's just know. like sliced on top? I need to know more. <laughs> That's what this is for. We're going to research banana on pizza. Go ahead. One more for Ugh. you. One more for me. Okay. Um, I just read this one and, and didn't believe it. Despite what people say, the Great Wall of China is not, I repeat, not visible from space. No way. Debunked. Even from low Earth orbit, the structure requires magnification to be seen by the human eye. Really? Were we just told lies as we were children? Well, I, uh, I think that the, the Internet's lying. I'm not saying your facts. I'm saying all the, the pictures we see that are on the Internet, they're about the, the, about the Great Wall from space. No, they're just magnified. I understand. But, but now we know. That's insane. I'm insane. Okay. Let's say I'm not insane. I'm, uh, I'm up. Okay. Uh, here we go. Um, here's one for all you swimmers out there. You don't need to wait an hour after eating before you can swim safely. Well, that's when you're traveling around the planet. Did you know this? You don't need to like eat on the beach and then wait an hour before you're allowed to go get eaten by the shark. But the reason, the, the, the real question here is why did our parents tell us that? Just well, so despite we- what your mother always told you, there's no medical data that suggests you can't swim in a full stomach. This is what I'm seeing. It can, I however, feel uncomfortable and potentially lead to a feeling of nausea. So it's best to take a short pause after polishing off your sandwich before you go crashing or getting eaten in the surf. So that's what's happened there. Maybe your parents, uh, you know, it's an old, it's an old tale, and they, it, no one just, no maybe one. They were, it. Maybe they were just drinking and didn't want to have to like look after the kid in the water and they just wanted to namaste for a bit i'm assuming that you that's, have kids i'm assuming that that's close to reality it's like, like did you did you tell your kids not to swim after eating i believe i've told them that and the interesting thing is is that i think they both took sw- like competitive swim and i believe the um coach had told them the same but mostly it almost echoes what that was saying was like you may feel a little bit sick which may turn into a cramp and that's the only thing about it you know which i I would assume also going on a roller coaster or any kind of like spaceship (sighs) after you've eaten would also produce the same result so there's that uh, no up checking in the pool please dropping in Tomorrow with Mercedes Nickel, the launch. I'm so excited for you. Uh, tell everybody where they can find it and you. Okay, we have a website dropping in with Mercedes on Instagram. It's dropping in with Mercedes, and all the links will be on Instagram if that's where you're at. I also have a Facebook page too, but really just look up dropping in with Mercedes. Amazing. We're going to get to Addy Bell right now on the Brenton on Tour travel cast with my co-host and new podcaster, Mercedes Nickel. Settle in, friends. Learn something about travel. Save your bucks and head to the Maldives. Here we go. You're listening to the Brenton on Tour travel cast with special co-host and four-time Olympian, Mercedes Nickel. Brought to you by people who travel. 
who love to travel and all things travel. Of two dollars and a Casio. After two podcasts, you're probably getting a better idea who he is. But his co-host Mercedes is way cooler than him any day. That might not be what you want to hear. Damn. So keep packing your oversized carry-on. Stop clapping and standing when the plane lands. Stupid idiots! And direct your attention to your travel cast cruise directors. Now here they. Now here they. Prepare the blast off. Ready to blast off. Knife switch. Main switch on. Main switch on. Here's Mercedes MVD. Welcome everybody to a very special edition of the Brenton on Tour Travel Cast. I am joined, as always, by my co-host Mercedes Nickel up in Whistler, BC. How are you doing up there? I'm good. It's sunny out. That makes me happy. Sunny in Whistler is always one of the most amazing places <laughs> in the world. We are joined by the very excellent Addie Bell from Jet Set Travel. How are you, Addie? Hello. I'm well. Thanks for having me. We are very happy to have you. We were basically uh, talking uh, about what we wanted to do uh, travel-wise um, uh, in the world right now. It's it's changed drastically. Mercedes and I have been kind of moving our way through the uh, the world of travel uh, and offering different perspectives on what people are going through, obviously, with traveling uh, yeah. changing and stuff like that. And uh, I came across you through Instagram, and you had a great feed going about your travels around the world. And uh, I just thought I would uh, get you on so we can kind of talk a little bit about what's happening uh, in your world and uh, and the rest of it. So uh, tell us a little bit about you and what's going on with you. Yeah, well, thank you. Thanks for following me on my journeys for travel um, on Instagram. Um, everything's been actually pretty good besides the whole booking aspect of it. <laughs> um, my last trip was in London when I think uh, we touched base where you were also at. Uh, so that was probably about two months ago now. Gosh, because has it gone by that? I fast? think so. Yeah, it was definitely <laughs> a while. Yeah. Yeah. So since then, I've um, been in Utah and Park City, Utah, and I've been actually filling my days with tons of projects work related. So I'm pretty busy still. It's just kind of a different part of work that I'm usually doing uh, because I'm usually booking trips. I'm traveling myself. Uh, you know, everything travel wise has pretty much stopped. So I'm just doing different types of projects to keep my business going. It must be tough. What's it? You're in Utah, yeah? I am. I'm in Park City, Utah. I, I actually live in uh, Las Vegas, though. Um, ah. I go to California quite often. I was living in California about three years ago and made the move to Las Vegas where I went to college. Mercedes, have you been to Park City? Don't they have a lot of skiing and snowboarding there, don't they? I have. I've done a bunch of World Cups out there. It's a pretty cool place for sure. It's beautiful, too. I've it never, it's never a been. It's beautiful place. I'm it's a very different from skier. Vegas. Oh, you what are? Is that? Yes. <laughs> I am. I'm actually from New England. I'm from um, Rhode Island and grew up skiing in Vermont. And yes. um, my family bought a, a ski house out here in Park City. And it's been, gosh, maybe about 15 years. So I'm out here pretty frequently to visit them and also take advantage of the skiing. <laughs> so you've been traveling since you were young. I have. Not to the extent that I am now. Um, I traveled growing up as a family. We actually took yearly ski trips around the world to kind of, that was our thing as a family. But, you know, as I got older and after college and, you know, my, my jobs have always led me to travel. So, yeah, I mean, right now, you know, before this is happening, I, I, I don't remember the last time that I stayed home for longer than a 
month. Um, I purposely stayed home last year in October, the full month of October, and I hadn't done that in forever. And now it's I've, I've beat that of staying are, home longer. <laughs> are you surviving right now? I mean, I, I travel as we've talked about a bunch, and it's uh, I'm kind of digging being at home, but I don't know how long that's going to last. How are you doing? I am too. You know, I like routine and I've never really had the opportunity to be in routine the last few years. Uh, so this getting in routine and, you know, being home and eating healthy and having meals at home and having my consistent workouts, it's pretty nice. Oh, I'm all about <laughs> so the workouts So I'm taking advantage too. of it. <laughs> right? You can actually get in the groove. I mean, at home, I go grocery shopping and my food goes bad. So here yeah. it's there's, you know, food being cooked and it's not going bad and <laughs> I can work out every day. I think I made a goal of, you know, working out for 30 days straight and, you know, I have done that now. And usually when I'm traveling, it's hard to do that. That's so. one thing we haven't touched on, Brent, is like what's in your fridge when you travel so much? I feel you on that one. Like my food mm -hmm. is – I normally have nothing in my fridge because it will <laughs> go bad. And now I've never cooked so much in my life, I don't think. It's great, right? You're learning all these mm -hmm. new recipes and you didn't even know you could make all this stuff. I didn't know I had the ability to, to actually be a cook. Yeah. It's amazing how many ways you can make craft dinner. <laughs> up here in Canada. It's awesome. I, uh, yeah. I my fridge is generally full because we've got, you know, I've got two kids to feed. So when I'm away, someone's feeding them. But uh, when we get back, you know, it's a it's an interesting thing. Um, so Jet Set Travel, I, I'm curious as to... Um, it's a very spe specialized mm -hmm. uh, job that you have. You spent yep. people. I guess you can you can service everybody, but I'm, I'm guessing there's a certain kind of client that comes to you. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, so, what was that? Yeah, that's just looking for a very specific kind of travel. Yes. So what I do, there are travel advisors out there for every type of travel. I do have a certain niche, though. Um, I cater to luxury travel, so I'm working with typically. You know the one percenters of the world um i do you know i can do anything but that's usually what i cater to and then i'm also doing corporate travel so that means you know from either organizing ceos travel or doing large events so i do group travel too so i'll do big incentive trips or i'll do you know events that a company runs on a consistent basis i'll go ahead and organize all of their contracts for hotels um, so I do both. And then leisure travel is a huge aspect of part of my, you know, day-to-day -day job is I have clients in the leisure aspect, which is honeymoons to baby moons to weekend getaways to family trips to reunions, um, you know, everything in between. I do all of that as well, but really concentrating on those five-star resorts. How many of the five-star resorts have you been to? That's a very hard question. And you know what? It's something I've never counted because before I even was a travel advisor, my last job, I was a director of events for a company and I also traveled to five-star properties. Hmm. Um, and then I also used to work in five-star properties. So I, I mean, hundreds, I, I, I can't even, I don't even, I, it's hard for me to put a number on it because I site visit so much. I'm going to cut you off and I'm going to say, T even tougher question. Do you have yes, a, fav hear it. a favorite? Ooh, Ooh. Um, I have favorite brands. Okay. Of like hotels. hotels? Um, okay. I do. So I I love the Montage brand. Have you heard the Montage brands? 
I feel like I have, yeah. So they are mostly based in the United States. Um, they did branch out and have, uh, they have one now in, in Cabo and they are building, they actually, I believe are building in London. Um, and I think there's some other ones in the works that are coming around, but they have, you know, their first property was in Laguna Beach, California. And I did, I actually worked for the company, so I am a little bit biased. I was in the back end of their company. A little bit uh, So I know how they run on the other side. <laughs> what was that? A little bit biased. <laughs> I am. But, you know, it could be the other way. You know, some people work for companies and they hate what they, you know, they hate that company or whatever it may be. So I've actually worked for them. I love what they do. Um, and I still, it's one of the biggest brands I send my clients to. So, yes, um, Montage is one of my favorite properties. Their Laguna Beach property I absolutely love. I also love their Deer Valley, Utah, which is right around the corner for me right now. It's a ski resort. And um, in addition to that, I love Four Seasons Properties. So Four mm -hmm. Seasons Properties to me are, it's all about their service and their consistency. Mm -hmm. And that is huge because you go to one Four Seasons, you know it's going to be consistent, you know, you know, in Singapore or around the world, you're mm -hmm. going to get the same type of service. And I love walking to a hotel and knowing that I'm going to be receiving that type of service. It's yeah, all about have... the it's all about the points, right? <laughs> it's all it about is. the service. <laughs> it is. So those are some of my favorites. But um, to answer your specific question, you know, what comes to mind for me as a favorite resort is a property in um, a large resort. This is actually a boutique resort, but it, it's very big in the aspect of everything that they have for you know, pools and restaurants, um, their villas are just, there's a limited amount, but it's in the Maldives. And oh, of course it is. I know <laughs> it's called Cheval Blanc and it's beautiful. They have a few properties around the world, but their one in Maldives is breathtaking. Two part question, Addie, to go with that. Uh, so you wrote an article about um, all inclusive travel and how you're not really a huge fan of them except you found one down in Mexico that you really dug. Mm -hmm. uh, but you're talking about Maldives. Would you say, are there options for a middle-class family of four that you can offer? So, App. you know, I mean, where it's like, hey, the Maldives is going to be, what, 20 Gs to get a family of four there probably. But there's like the Maldives <laughs> part two. <laughs> or there's something. Yeah. Do you have options? Do you, do you focus on options for all sorts of kind of uh, travelers? Or are you just busy enough with with the you know a specific kind of client that uh, that it's tougher for you to focus on on all those various options it really depends um and to answer your first question yes there are properties in the maldives that do cater to um four three four star hotels that are a little bit more budget friendly but the only thing with Maldives that I tell people is, you know, flying there itself is a little bit pricey. But yes, you can go there for a little bit of a, more of a reasonable cost. Uh, and also your second part of the question is, yes, I can. I mean, I can book any type of travel. I can book two stars if I was, you know, if you if someone wanted me to. It's just not really so much my focus. Um, in the beginning of my industry, I did take on anything um, when I started. Now, as you know, I've gotten really busy. It's, it's harder for me to take on the, you know, the ones that might not hit a certain amount of money because it's, I'm just, it's so hard to reach out to that many people. And those actually take longer for me than the, the more luxury ones, which is surprising, but it's because I, I'm not as knowledgeable in those type of resorts hmm. and hotels. And my focus and all my education is really focused on those five-star properties. And that's also where my networking 
takes place with those hotels and my relationship building. So I've built all these relationships with these five-star properties. So I have connections to really get my, you know, my clients to be taken care of when they arrive at those properties. If someone wants a three or four-star property, I have to myself do more research because I don't know that market as well. And I don't have the the relationships like I do with those five-star properties. So I can absolutely do it. It just takes me longer to do. So I don't focus on it. Um, I also don't like turning down business though. So I usually go ahead and assist that person and kind of help them out no matter what. Um, But it might be either trading them off to somebody else that can really focus on that or giving them options where they might be able to book on their own. And I can kind of lead them in that direction because I really do hate you know, turning people away. Um, also, they could be a good referral source for me. So it's, it's you got to really read that client and, you know, see what they're looking for. So when you're doing the, the like CEO ones, are you just booking everything or are you there on foot with them for like every activity they do? Because I've done, I've been a speaker at some of these things and there's always someone that's there, like guiding them around yeah. to the next thing. Is that you or you're just fully behind the scenes? So that's actually what I used to do. Before I did this job, I was um, the director of events for a company that I did everything from the initial contract process, narrowing down a hotel. And then I was there with the company, putting the event on and making sure every little aspect was taken care of. Now what I do is I do the contract aspect of it and make sure that is all you know sorted out with the correct concessions and all the terms and conditions are how they need to be. And I hand it off to typically the events team who has an events manager who will be on property running the event. Um, and of course, I'm, I'm there if needed from afar, but I'm not typically at events anymore. It's just, it's hard for me to do that. Um, there are scenarios though, and I probably do about one or two a year where I will go with um, a company or one of my clients to assist to the them. But it's, yeah, it's, it's the Maldives, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, it's not common for me. Just, you know, my, my time spent usually on behind the scenes. Mercedes, this sounds like a great gig for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I work in events too. So it's, it's always nice to hear that side of the story because so many people just don't think about the things that like, are done behind the scenes oh, so and people many. wouldn't be there Events is hard. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. Events is, it's one of the hardest jobs I have ever done because you have to go into it knowing that it's not going to be perfect that day of an event or, you know, prior to an event and you have to be on your toes. You have to think really fast to fix something, to make a solution. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta, you gotta be creative and it's hard because things always not necessarily go wrong, but go differently. <laughs> Yeah, and I I'm in uh, events as well, Addie and I. Uh, yeah. You know, um, I have that moment when the lights go out and the band comes on. That's usually a pretty Oof. great moment in the day. It's like okay. Yeah. You know, we were able to load in. We got the show up. Everyone's in the building. I don't know what that's going to look like now, <laughs> but we're going to go through that. it. Um, are you getting time right now to? Are, are you having to refocus right now, given the break, or are you just doubling up your information? right now to, to be able to offer because I'm assuming that when this thing goes away everyone's going to be back on a plane or trying to go somewhere fast yeah yeah that's the hope you know what I've been doing during this time is well a I've been moving a lot of clients so there's you know a couple of things that go on right now it's either clients want to move their date to uh, you know next year later in the year 
or they just want to cancel. So I've been really concentrating on catering to all my clients that had uh, trips booked for, you know, the summer, even up to the holidays, kind of whatever they feel the most comfortable. And then on the corporate side, I had large events booked for the whole year. So I had events are really hard to take place right now. Obviously, it's they have to restructure what they're going to do for the event side. So I've been moving a lot of my events to next year. So that's been very time consuming. Um, but besides the mo movement part of what I'm doing right now is I'm really educating myself on different parts of the world and networking. So a lot of my hotels and partners are having webinars, daily education courses. So I've been just digging into everything I can to really, really make sure I can learn what I need to learn that I might not have in the past or just kind of get a refresher. So when I am back to normal, I'll have, you know, more knowledge and now is the time to do it. So I've been focusing on that. I've also been focusing on, you know, the workflow processes. Uh, I'm about three and a half years into my business and I got to the point where I was just so busy that I was just moving so fast that it's great right now to have the time to really set up my CRM system how I want it, my workflow processes, of you know email templates and those type of things that I never had time to do. So I'm taking the time to really kind of restructure how I work. So when I get back to hopefully normal, which I, I you know I'm positive it will, I'll be ready for it. Awesome. Um so you said you had webinars going on. Does mm -hmm. this mean that you are like know what the next in thing in place to travel is? Yes. Well, What's, this is what are we you are allowed predicting. to tell us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is more of like an overview of what you know the world is predicting for travel. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> um, as you probably know, international travel is going to be a little bit. You know, people are going to be a little bit hesitant to book upfront maybe the remaining of the year people aren't going to be traveling as far because of you know being on planes or whatever it may be and actually right now Italy is even saying that you know it all depends right now on one the governments but two when is air you know when are flights going to be welcoming people back into their country so for Italy for example I had a conversation with my partners in Italy last week and they are predicting that that you know the flights the airlines are not even going to be coming into their their country until probably the end of the summer so that's going to slow down you know the openings they are going to open for people you know in their local areas to come visit but their real big focus is typically international travel so it is going to take you know through the summer right now um, that people probably won't travel there and then once it does get back up um, for traveling it's going to be slower. So two sides of that, you know, it's going to be beautiful for those people who want to experience Italy and not be a huge tourist, you know, it's a big tourist destination and it's, mm -hmm. it's not going to be like that when people get started and booking again. So it's going to be nice because you're going to have Italy to yourself. So that's a positive, you, you know, point of it. To, are you saying we're going to Italy? Yes, we're going to Italy. <laughs> well, Venice, Venice isn't um, underwater anymore, so you can actually I see know, it, it's you not, know? Yeah. And it's and it's going to be not as crazy busy. So mm -hmm. people are actually going to enjoy traveling there without the huge crowds. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be one nice thing about going international, but it's going to be a lot slower. 
what we are finding is domestic travel is going to be huge within the next probably 12 months, within the next mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are really educating ourselves as advisors on local travel. So there's a lot of people who are not going to feel comfortable getting on planes and want to still go somewhere but be able to drive there. So local destinations are going to be huge for the next 12 months, uh, which I focus on a lot. I do a lot of United States travel for clients anyways. So it's, you know, it, it's, it's, it's easier. It's actually very easy for me to, you know, book locally because I, I know United States pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. So that's going to be the really big focus. But then you're going to have those people, you know, my clients that are cannot wait to travel and get on a plane and they want to go somewhere as far, you know, far away as they can. So you're going to have two sets of people. Uh, but they are predicting domestic travel is going to be where it is for the next 12 months. So for that luxury travel um, domestically, are pe- like I'm just thinking luxury ridiculousness, are people going to be having chauffeurs with Bentleys? Or is there going to be an up in Bentley rentals? <laughs> we, You know what's funny? I just had this conversation last week with somebody. And yes, transportation, private transportation is going to be huge for especially the luxury market because – People are going to be a little bit more hesitant to jump in an Uber. Also, you know, public uh, transportation is going to be a little bit scary for some people. Um, So, yeah, I mean, private transfers are going to be huge. And that market's going to boom after this because people want to make sure that they're, you know, making sure precautions and being solo in their their way of transportation so that will ask you a million questions (laughs) because i just want to know like international just sorry one more international travel like before this all happened what was what was the hot spot that everyone was going and then after what do you think will be the new international hot spot um my me personally for my clients i book a lot of Mexico. So I book a lot of Cabo. I also have a lot of clients That's that surprising. are California based. Well, for Cabo, for California based, it's really easy for my clients. So I have a lot of people okay. who go to Cabo. Um, okay. Yeah. But besides that, besides just the Cabo and Caribbean that I do a lot of, the big one for Europe, um, I do a lot of Italy. I also do a lot of Greece. Okay. So those are the two huge ones um, that we're focusing on. I had some Ireland that were, you know, I felt like Ireland was coming up a lot more than it was in the past. If you need uh, an Olympian to go with them, I'll go to Ireland. I love all those. That would be fun. You could be my trainer. There it is. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you can come with me. <laughs> yes. The Brenton on Tour travel cast now officially sponsored by uh, Jet Set and Travel. It seems uh, as Mercedes is now has a new gig. Um, <laughs> now she, you, you'd have a lot of fun with that Mercedes. You'd have a blast. I, I would love it. Not to mention, you guys would uh, how, would travel a lot and have a, a blast together. That'd be fun to see that. How often blog. are you? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. As how often are you both traveling before all this? Well, I I mean I'm out seven months a year, roughly seven to eight months a year, right. and I'm uh, I probably did a hundred flights last year. And wow. About a hundred and I think I did a hundred and three countries. Something like that. So it's well, pretty, you keep track. It was pretty busy. Wow, I well, know. because That's it's impressive. it's kind of like you know there there's a bit of like where I'm getting to a point of um, just by by job, um, not from 
spending money and and bragging. It's just the job has taken me to a lot of places. And then there's new ways and new places to do shows. And how are we going to do a show there? How, do, do they even have power? <laughs> it's kind of like yeah. that. Some of those things are, are you know, South America. You get into Argentina. You get into some of these places. Um it's tougher to do shows and things like that. So I, I definitely keep track. I like to, for my own purpose, like to find out where I've been and where, where I still need to go. Um, but it's kind of a cool thing to sort of see where you can go over the span of, um, of a course of a year when you're on tour and you're traveling, you know, traveling as much as, uh, as I do, but, uh, happy to be home right now. Yeah. When yeah. I was I'm on, sure it's a nice change. When I was competing, I was probably home just for Christmas. And wow. I was just on the road. And now I'm uh, two years out and I've still found amazing opportunities to travel. Like this year, I spent a month in Switzerland with the Youth Winter Olympic Games. Um, and I got to go to Egypt in November with my family, which was an all time. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I'm probably traveling at least uh, every other month, except for COVID, COVID times. COVID times. Yeah, COVID times. <laughs> but, you know, I would say that, uh, and I don't know if you agree. Uh, do you two agree on this thing? But I, I want to tell people, don't be afraid to, you know, the second this is done, um, just find a way to do it safely and get out there and go see everything. Yeah. You know, I, I exactly. You got to get out and go if you have the opportunity to do it. You got to go. I agree. I mean, you're you're only you only live once, and you can't be afraid of life. You know, once it is safe, you got to just you got to keep on going. I mean, you can't be afraid to. It's the same thing after, I hate to bring this up, but like after large shootings or things like that, people get scared to go into big event spaces or a concert and you can't live your life like that. You know, as long as it's safe, you got to keep on going with it and just make sure you're, you're practicing safety and you're smarter and you got, you can't just stay home. You can't be locked in your house. (laughs) Yeah. I love where I live, but I can't wait to travel again. Yeah. Addie, we'll let you go soon. I just, um, uh, I want to debunk a myth on this. There is, uh, um, to the point we were talking about earlier about you, you know, not being a huge fan of all inclusive, um, Mm -hmm. and dealing with five star. Is there such thing as a six star? (laughs) Because I've heard of this secret society of people that go five star. Nah. Yeah. I I need to be six or better. Well, where, where do you, where do you find those? (laughs) It's so funny. Well, you know what? There are places that are at the level that I would consider that are higher than five star because the map of what a five star is, is very different. So, you know, for an example, a five star in the United States, I always say this comparison, a five star in the United States is actually very different than a five star in Italy, in, you know, Amalfi coast, let's say, you know, someone who I say this to a lot of people, if you're, they're like, okay, you know, it's very expensive in Italy, especially Amalfi coast. And they say, I want to travel and, you know, the three-star and four-star properties in Amalfi are the prices of the five-star in the United States. Um, But when you go into their properties, they're even a lower level than you would expect because they're just not up to the standards typically of what a five-star is in the United States. So the levels of what the stars are kind of across the world do vary. Um, Even, you know, myself going to the Maldives, their properties are extraordinary. And in my mind, they are six star properties. They are better than any five star anywhere else, you know. Um, but they still, you know, 
the the reason why there's the five five stars and where that comes about is because of the whole Forbes standards. So they only go up to five stars and same with AAA. So like there's AAA, Diamond, there's that kind of rating. But then when we're talking about five stars, it's really based on Forbes five star standards and how Forbes goes in and rates these hotels. So five stars is kind of the limit where they put it. Um, and that's what you can get as being the best. But in my mind and other, you know, I know advisors' minds, there are six stars hotel properties that do come to mind for me um, that could outbeat a lot of five stars in the world. Mind but they're just blown. not, it's not, they're not, they're just not, you know, you can't list that on your website. <laughs> and I guess everyone has their own individual feeling on what a five star is as well. Right? Exactly. Everyone exactly. has their own needs and wants and the rest of it. Um, exactly. So any advice for uh, future travel heads right now, as far as someone coming into your business? Cause you've uh, obviously carved out your niche and you're rocking and which is awesome. But, um, there's some people that are going to just get into the travel business now. Is it a good time to get in as a travel agent or, uh, do you have to be a very specific, uh, you know, specifically to, to one kind of kind of travel or uh, do you, do you recommend it's a good time to get in for somebody right now? So I, I actually have some friends that had just started, you know, this industry in January. I have a few that had started, which is a very hard time to start because they had two months and in the beginning it's slow anyways. And my advice to them that I've been saying is keep on going. You know, it's a time where it's going to be hard. And, you know, even no matter what, besides this, your first year in the business is hard no matter what. So yes, it's going to be harder than normal, but it will get better and you're going to come out stronger. And actually this is the best time to build your foundation and to learn about everything. So there's so much going on with education in our industry right now. There's so many hotels that are taking the time to educate advisors on their properties, on the world, on different adventures, activities. So soak and you know, someone coming into this, you can now is the time to soak this all in because they're putting the information out there. And then when everything opens up, you're going to have the knowledge to go with it. Um, and my, you know, my advice to everybody trying to get in this, into this industry is follow your dreams, follow your passion. If you love it, do it. Like, you know, put the effort into it and do it. And you, you know, you won't know until you try. So don't let this stop you. I think that goes for anything in life. I exactly. Mercedes, I've heard you say, Mercedes has said uh, a lot of the same stuff on a TED Talk, so it's great. So I think it applies to everybody. Um, Addy, please direct us to where everyone can find you online. Anyone that's looking to spend all of their money on travel <laughs> when this thing ends, uh, go visit our friend Addy here and uh, and get her to set you up at the Maldives. Um, uh, where can they find you? Where can people locate yeah. you? Um, a couple of different ways you can either find me on Instagram at Jet Set and Travel, um, and that's and spelled out A N D, or you can find me on my website, which is jetsetandtravel.com, or my email address is abell, A B E L L, at smartflyer, which is S M A R T F L Y E R.com. And all of that is info is link. on your Instagram. It is. You Yes. It is all on my Instagram and I love networking with people. So anyone who just wants to chat about travel or, you know, wants to tell me their favorite places to travel, go ahead and hit me up. Don't <laughs> worry. I've got more questions. They're going to go into your messages. <laughs> I, I can't wait. I also want to, I also want to listen to your Ted talk. So if you can pass those links over to me. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will. Well, Addy, might I recommend, um, 
something that uh, Mercedes and I touched on in the intro that you'll be able to hear back next week uh, because Mercedes is about to launch her brand new podcast. So uh, it sounds to me like you two could uh, do another hour and a half just on her. Yeah. So I'm going uh, yeah, to I'm going to push good. that agenda right here, right now. <laughs> Boom. Definitely get on and make that happen because Mercedes has got an amazing story. And uh, all kidding Thank aside you. and all jokes aside, Addy, actually Mercedes would be one hell of a guest for your guests. Uh, she's got yeah. a great, great inspirational story, and everyone would love to talk to her about her story. Uh, so, hey, maybe you guys can connect. It's great. Love. I would love it. I would love it. Yeah, I, just from a little bit I've heard from both of you, I'm intrigued. So I'd love to hear more. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time today and answering all our questions, or more so my questions. <laughs> yeah, get ready, Addy. Settle settle in with, uh, I know you're drinking coffee on this I podcast, am. but uh, for I the am. one with Mercedes, uh, you might need a bottle of wine because she's probably got 100 <laughs> okay. questions for you. <laughs> I love away, but I'm ready for it. <laughs> you're ready to go. Thanks, Addy, yeah. for your time. Uh, everybody, as, as I said, go, go see your friend Addy and book yourself onto a fabulous vacation somewhere. And you never know, you may just see Mercedes out there with you. Yes. Yes, thank you so much for that as well. Appreciate it. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com.